Imagine you get the phone call. It's the phone call as a motorcycle rider or racer you've been waiting for all of your life. It's the phone call that you get where you've been asked by a magazine to be a test rider. That isn't really that isn't that like the dream come true for us? It's it's the call, right? Other than essentially being a factory sponsored rider, it's it's that's the call we all kind of want, uh, and all uh, the kind of call that we all all dream about um, as motorcycle riders. So, I got that call. I've gotten that call quite a few times, uh, different magazines, but I'm going to focus on on one magazine, which uh, I'll talk about in a second. And I got that call in 2006, and I, I got that call, and I thought, wow, here I am, um, not at the youngest of age, uh, and I got the call to ride. So where I ended up riding was a track that I'd never been to before, never been a test rider before, bikes that I'd never seen before, new model bikes, and you're, you're, you're given, in a very short amount of time, you have to go as fast as you can on them. And you have to evaluate each one of those bikes. So even though you, quote, get all day to ride, the way the tests are set up, at least um, in uh, at Road Racing World, is you get very few laps because they want your, your immediate reaction to that bike. So how do you become a test rider, right? What's it take to be a test rider? And when you get that call, of course, it, it's easy to get completely emotional uh, about it. And I can even fast forward to um, to 2009, um, one of the one of the last tests that I did for Road Racing World. I've done some um, the last couple of years for them as well. That one was a little bit of the pinnacle of um, of uh, test riding at that time for me, where even though it was a track that I that I had I was familiar with, I hadn't been there in a couple of years. Um, every single rider there had won an AMA National, right? So all the other test riders had won an AMA National, podium run an AMA National, and, and very, very quick riders. Well, I thought, I am way too gray-haired and old to be doing this. And uh, I, I, I didn't let that uh, affect what I wanted to do, right? I stuck uh, at that time. Uh, I stuck with what I knew uh, was best, which was technique and a certain certain the certain report cards that that I teach and the certain report cards that I stuck with. And that allowed me to be have a very successful day. And no, no, I was not the slowest. So what's it take to be a test rider? Uh, we're going to talk about that a lot. So first of all, welcome to Podcast 37. Yeah, I started this podca- pa- podcast off just a little bit differently. Um, th- this one, I've had, I've had requests for this podcast uh, quite a bit. And uh, I, I kind of put it on the back burner. And I thought, uh, here it is, the off-season, give everybody a little chance to have a little bit of entertainment, uh, as well as giving a little bit of inspiration uh, for the off-season as well. And, you know, this this podcast ties in really well with everything else that, that I, um, that of course, I focus on and I teach. And you'll see as, as I take you through how, how the day works as being a test rider, how how all these things tie together. And that that really is my mission, right? Because we want that cool outcome, right? Either it is to be the 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 factory rider or to be the test rider or even be the successful street rider. It doesn't matter. It's that outcome. Well all the tech the techniques make that happen. And you know that that really is my overall mission, right? My overall mission is to bring the 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 techniques and habits of the best riders 
uh, uh, in the world to every rider in the world, specifically on and off the bike. Because there's things that they're doing off the bike that make them quicker on the bike. And as, as you've tuned into these, you, you know that that is definitely uh, part of my agenda. So let's take you through a little bit of a day with uh, being a test rider and, and, and what it takes for you to be that, to be that guy. So you send up or gal and, and uh, typically you show up bikes you've either never seen before, bikes you've never ridden before, and sometimes a track you've never been on before. And the way that it works with Road Racing World, and I've tested for other magazines besides Road Racing World, and I very much like testing for Road Racing World. They're no, they're no bullshit. It's no bullshit. And it is as serious as a heart attack. So everything, every aspect of you as a rider comes into play here. It's as serious as a heart attack. The, the rules at Road Racing World are very, are very clear. Don't crash and go as fast as you can. It, you guys realize that almost every lap you ride these bikes and you don't ride them a lot is timed. So you, there's no, hey, I'm gonna go jump on the, uh, I'm gonna go jump on the R1 and go ride around and get used to it. Mm, no, it doesn't work that way. I'll explain to you how the procedure works. So you have to ride. Really, what it boils down to is you have to be the complete package. You have to be the complete rider. Yeah, you got to be able to go fast. But you also have to be focused, not, not only focused on your riding, but you have to be focused on what the bike is doing. And you, because as you jump from one bike to another, then you've got to be able to differentiate in a very, very short period of time what each bike does. And the, the guess what? 10 minutes later, there's another bike waiting for you. So you don't, you don't have time. So you have to have the speed, you have to have the focus. You have to have proper communication of what component of the bike is doing what. You know how harder that's starting to get with electronic controls? Being able to differentiate the difference between a BMW traction control system and an R1 traction control system, how it comes on, how it comes off, the wheelie control, the ABS. You talk about focused, yes. So part of that also is, is having that recall, right? Having the recall to to play it back through your head of, of each corner, right? Each lap, every time you go to the brakes and every time you go to the downshift and being able to recall that. So, you know, all of this plays into it, right? So we talked about having the mindset. If you're able to train your mindset for this focus, this is how you are able to recall it. Being consistent, having these habits, right? Having the same way you go to the brakes, same way you use your eyes to make it a, uh, uh, a consistent uh, process. So you show up to Road Racing World, and you've got uh, you got that editor right. You got that editor staring you down, you know, and he wants he wants this test to go well. Um, he wants you to haul ass, and you can't crash. You, if you crash, do you think you're coming back? No, you're not coming back, right? And you want this job. You want this job more than you want pretty much any job that you have. So then you've also got your story your story editor sitting there, right? And he's making sure the test is as completely um, uh, precise and completely um, uh, basically separated from each other rider, right? He wants to make sure that there, there is, there, you, you don't get to talk to anybody. It's you, you show up, you, don't, you look at the bikes, there's no talking, right? It, it, there's, it's as serious as a heart attack. So you've got that editor making sure, or that story writer making sure you're not talking to anybody, you're not asking questions 
um, that you don't need to know the answer to. Your job is to be the test rider. Your job is not to know certain aspects of the bike. So you show up, and depending on what track you're at and and where you're at, I've done these I've done these tests where it's 100 plus degrees. I've done there's I've done these tests where we had to wait for the ice to get off the track. So you have to work in all sorts of different environments. You may have I, I had one test that I did that I flew in red eyed red eyed in a few hours of sleep. Right. Think about what Chris Ulrich has got to do. He's going to go test a bunch of bikes. Typically, the test that he gets to do is you get 60 minutes of total time, right? So you might get four 15-minute sessions. Typically on a bike that you've never ridden, typically on a track you've never ridden, and you just flew across the, 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 the literally across the world to get there. My job is easier. Typically, I, I didn't have that short of flights to make that happen. So you can be completely jet-lagged on this new bike and a new track, and then you've got this uh, probably not very happy engineer staring you down, taking lap times every time you go out. So pretty high standards, and there's a lot at stake when it comes to these. So you show up in the morning, and you're looking at the bikes, and you're oohing and aahing over all the new, the new cool stuff, and maybe it's just an upgraded bike. Maybe it's the same old bike again. And you'll go out, and depending on what track, what, 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 um, where you're at, you might go do cover shots. So you might go back and forth in the same corner, same corner, back and forth for an hour until they get the shot that they want. Yeah, you notice to get that shot done before the, you know, the bikes are all still nice and shiny. So to get that shot done, you still haven't done a lap yet. So you're on the bike and let's say they say, yeah, Ken, you know what, jump on the Honda. So I'm doing cover shots on the Honda. And then now <clears throat> it's time to go ride. So for your warm-up, what they, what, typically will happen is uh, you've do, you did your cover shots. You stand around. They say, okay, cover shots look great. Um, Ken, you're riding a Honda now. That's wonderful. You get two laps. So you go ride. You may, again, be at a track that you've never been at. And you go ride for two laps. And you come in and you and you say, any changes you want to make to the bike? And they're, and they're just saying, you know, if there's something that's really off kilter, whether the shift lever is too low um, and, and sometimes you get, you know, weird shift patterns that you have to deal with. Typically road racing world is very professional and they, they, you get, you get the proper shift pattern for everybody. Um, some bikes, you don't get that. They'll ask if you want to make any changes. Also note that at some of the tests, you'll have the factories there. So you have a guy that, that you're riding his bike, you're riding his bike, right? The bike that he's probably spent many hours preparing or or doing whatever he's doing to to make sure that they're they're represented the best way they can. So he's he's not exactly your best friend at this point. So they'll ask if you want to make any changes, and you'll say, "Yeah, no, it's good." Or I'm, I kind of thought about the whatever the brake lever need to be moved or whatever, and that's it. But you don't get to ride that bike again. Now you're going to go, okay, Ken, you're on the Kawasaki. Um, you get four laps. Go. So you do your out lap, you do probably three flyers, and then you do an in lap. Good, you're done. Come in, come in, hand you your clipboard, sit off in the corner, you don't talk to anybody, and you write your evaluations. And these evaluations, I, I, uh, I <laughs> there's so many things that are going on uh, in these evaluations, right? One, uh, depending on the test, you have different tires. We've run... Um, almost a street track, uh, uh, street track DOT uh, to full on, you know, Moto America slicks. So the tires also make, are, can be a little bit of a, a, um, 
uh, a difference as well. Having to adapt to tires you may have never ridden before, right? You have no idea. So one nice thing about Road Racing World is I, I love how they have a very high standard with everything and, and uh, they use the same tires as that we use the highest racing uh, in the sport. So we, we typically run the Moto America Dunlops. Um, that is, that's, that's a fantastic thing. So the other thing that I forgot to mention is as you're starting to run around, do you realize how competitive this is? You get a bunch of racers together and we're, we want to race. Right, we want what's everybody. They want to follow, right, or they want to lead. They want to get out quick. So you've really bred, you've really bred this uh, this crazy environment of go as fast as you can, don't crash, and you got a bunch of racers together on not their bikes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I know you're already smiling over that one. So <clears throat> the uh, the uh, the rider will sit there and make sure that you're spaced out appropriately. And uh, you come back in, you write your review, and you'll say, okay, Ken, um, now you're going to jump on the Yamaha. Go. Four laps. Same thing. You get your outlap, three flyers come in, right? That, 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 that's really it. Come in, write your evaluation. And then the way that it works is you'll, you'll have a, a certain rotation. So you'll always be able to get back. You go through the rotation twice. And typically, they'll change tires. Almost every time you'll change tires. So you'll get the bike with used tires. You'll get the bike with new tires. It's somehow through the rotation. So they reverse the rotation to make sure that you're you're getting the bike in both, um, both circumstances. And if there's any, uh, if there's any, consistency with the information that the the riders are saying, again, you don't get to talk to anybody. If, if saying, oh, the fork on that bike is just completely not not working or the shock is not working, uh, they'll take the, they'll take the bike off to the side, make a change to it. But guess what? Yeah, you don't get to know what the change is. So it's it's being in a position where you've got to evaluate all these different things with the bike, right? You've got to figure out what the power is like, but not so much the power where the power comes in, what the throttle response is. You work on um, how the how the bike is at a turn and how the bike is at mid corner corner exit how it goes from side to side brakes the brakes fade right brake how powerful are the brakes and one that we see quite a bit with that 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 we actually is probably one thing that we don't talk a lot about is transmission how the transmission itself works not only does it how the actual shifting of the transmission works but whether the the gap between first and second is too much because some tracks you'll have to use a first gear, especially on the newer leader bikes. Uh, you have to might have to use first gear, or what's the the gear ratio spread between the bikes? So chassis or, or, or transmission, uh, the the performance of the transmission is a is a bigger and bigger thing. False neutrals uh, as well. So something that uh, may not may not uh, really be thought about with some of the bikes. Um. And now with a lot of these these bikes, we're into the electronics, as I mentioned. How's the quick shifter work? Right? So what's the delay there? And then we start getting into how the TC works. And they they have a, um, a, a pretty strict way on how the TC settings are all are, are done. Um, so that way we're all evaluating the same type of uh, electronics. So they, there's, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes to make sure that that works as well. Working environment is also a pretty big deal. In the working environment, as you'll really see this, yes, the bikes are stock. They have stock, whatever stock, you know, pegs, and they have got, you know, stock, um, you know, bars and all that. But it still gives a really great idea of, of how that bike works and how you fit on all the different bikes. 
And it ends up actually being a very telling thing of, of how that works. Of course, the you know, in the super high levels of the sport, all of that is uh, adjustable. Uh, but here on the stock bikes, you know, for the most part, most of us don't don't get to mess with all that. So the working environment is a really big deal. So now that we got some of those things figured out and, and how we're testing the bikes and how much little time you get on them, here's the difference. It's you as a rider. If, if you're a rider that can't be that complete rider, if you're the rider that, that is not able to give the feedback that they're looking right because you're not the complete rider, well, there's, your testing is going to be flawed. So if you don't have the same way that you go to the brakes, you don't have the same way you release the brakes or how you use your eyes, it's going to make your job very tough. It's pretty interesting that you'll find uh, on these tests, typically the lap times between all of the riders are very, very close. And more interesting a lot, more than enough, is the lap times behind, between all the bikes are very, very close. I have had a test where I believe um, all of my lap times on four or five different motorcycles were all within a half a second or six tenths of a second. Uh, but typically the spread's no more than a second. So in these are bikes, again, you've never, you've never ridden. And I will mention, there are paces that are very, very quick. One of the first 600 tests that I did uh, was at Streets of Willow. Uh, and um, uh, of course, we had a lot of uh, very uh, <clears throat> competitive racers there. Uh, but I believe Jeremy Toy was maybe a second or second and a half off the overall track record at Streets of Willow on a stock 600 with, uh, with sticky tires. So the pace is no joke. Um, the last test that I did this year with Chris Ulrich, um, Chris was very, very fast, uh, and we both lapped, um, I think, within about five seconds of, uh, of track record um, uh, on that one. So you've got to go, right? This is no, no lollygagging. We're trying to push the bike to the absolute limit that we can ride, and of course, we want to push the bike to the limit so we can see what some of those shortcomings are of the bike. So having all these consistent habits and the way that you get on, you know, even the way that you get on the bike, we talked about ergonomics as well. If you're not able to sit on the bike the same way and you don't have a memory, right, of where your leg should be or how your foot should be, again, you're not going to be able to properly figure out what those ergonomics or what the ergonomics of the bike are. So <clears throat> you want to be a test rider. Yes, it is, it is an amazing, amazing job. But You've got to be that complete rider. You, you, having all of those aspects and even being able to carry yourself in a very professional manner, right? The last thing that we want is an emotional rider that gets off the bike. Oh my God, I can't ride the bike. This thing's crap. No, no, that, that, that's not what we're looking for, right? It's got to be that, that technical rider that can get off the bike, have that recall in his head, right? Have that focus and have that recall in their, in their head. So, you know, my thought is you want to be a test rider, You've got to be fast. You've got to have great communication. You got to carry yourself as the as the most absolute professional there is. And can't fall down, right? There's no good if we're going to have a, a rider, a fast rider just keeps balling stuff up, right? That means that, that that's not exactly what they're looking for. And the rider that's consistent. You know, I, I was blessed enough because to, to be able to to be called um, uh, to be a rider. The bottom line is I wasn't the fastest guy. Um, I could go quick, which was great, but it's because I was able to build up the techniques 
that allowed me to be able to be a good test rider, which was having all of that, that precise feedback and being able to read what the bike was doing, being able to separate myself. So think about it that way. It was the technique that got me through, not the emotion that got me through. It was being a professional that got, that got me through and it was being the complete rider that got me through.